Good afternoon. Today is November 3rd, 2019, and this is Detangle the Fro. I'm your host, Megan Rivers. I'm just a woman owning my truths and bearing my soul. Well, I know that it's been a minute since you all have heard from me, but I'm back. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for um, bearing with me. I know that has been not just a minute, but quite a few months. I believe it's been mm, nine, ten months since you all have last heard from me. I think the last podcast that I did, I believe I heard myself say Happy New Year. So yeah, it's been a minute, a, a real long live minute since I've actually posted. I did record a few, but I didn't want to post those, so... Nonetheless, we're here, I'm back, and I have a lot to talk about. So I have a list of different topics that I want to discuss, um, and I wanted to actually talk about something completely different that I um, think I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to bring that up later on. Today, I want to talk about something that comes natural to me right now. Um, I'm going to talk about parenting. This is just going to be a free ball conversation with you guys about parenting. If I can just be completely honest, um, I haven't actually recorded because of my time management skills. They have been super sucky. Can I just be honest? I mean, I'm managing, you know, two other little people as far as like, you know, their schedules um, homework, dance practice, potty training, their life, me and my jobs, like life. I'm just managing life. And sometimes when I have my quote unquote alone time, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can write some more. I can record some more. Y'all, I just want to sleep. That's, that's, that's all I want to do. If I could just be really honest or watch something on Hulu, like, that's what I've been doing in my free time, and it has been amazing. I'm not going to even sit here and pretend like it has not. Um, I have gotten a lot of little naps. I was able to actually fold and put away some clothes a couple of times. Um, grocery shop without little people calling out to me what they want, what they don't want, saying they have to use the bathroom. Sidebar, taking two kids to use the bathroom in a public place when one is a boy and one is a girl and you're trying to hold up the little girl and she'll hold the little boy in your arms. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not a, it doesn't always work, okay? But yeah, today let's talk about parenting. Um, I... Did not expect to have kids like this, okay? Um, kids are funny. They are crazy. They are emotional little beings. Um, they're little jerks at times. Um, but overall, kids are amazing. And I am truly happy and truly blessed with my two little people. Okay, now that we got that part out the way, let's, let's be for real here. Can I just get one or two other people to actually be honest with me? Do you really know what you're doing when it comes to parenting? Because I don't. Let me just say I don't. 
Um, There are a lot of times, and I mean multiple times within an hour, where I really say to myself, I don't know. Like, bro, I don't know. You asking the wrong person. But I'm asking you, mommy. No, for a minute, um, I'm not your mom. Just give me a second because I don't know what to do or tell you. Um, so, yeah, let me explain to you guys why I feel like this and why I just kind of laugh more than anything these days. Um, two most recent incidents happened. And they happened in the same day. And they happened with one of my children in particular, the little boy. (sighs) We're going to get to the little girl in a little bit, but let's start with the little boy because nobody warned me completely. They just said little boys are different. You know, uh, they told me, oh, little boys are easier to raise. That there is a whole lie. And y'all should stop telling people that. Okay, don't ever tell a mom expecting a little boy that he's easy to raise. It's BS, okay? Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat this at all. Little boys are not easy to raise, okay? They're just not. They they are not. So my son just turned two on this past Monday, October 28th. Yes, yes. Um, I have survived another year of parenting. I'm still here holding on strong and my kids are still eating, you know, whatever they can get. Um, yeah. So maybe like two weeks ago, right before the little boy turned two, it was really obvious that his second birthday was upon us. You know how they tell us that, you know, when they turn two, it's terrible two. And, you know, we're like, oh, no, not terrible two, terrific twos, blah, 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 blah. Call it what you want. When your child is turning two, you can tell, okay? Yes, you can. So on this particular day, I guess my son was just feeling himself, okay? Um, so his grandma was driving on the expressway. And um, little homie, that's what I call him, little homie, because sometimes... Um, I don't know what else to call him. I I don't believe in calling kids bad. So I say explorative. Um, Sometimes his name doesn't come to me as quickly. So little homie is what he gets, okay? He's little homie. So little homie um, was in the car with his grandma on the expressway. And he decides to open the door. On the expressway. Yeah. So you guys have the same thoughts that I have too. Why wasn't the child lock on? She didn't know how to put it on. It's okay. I, As soon as she told me what happened, I went outside and I showed her what to do. She, It was okay. We fixed it. But the point is, why are you touching the door? Is the door bothering you, son? Is something outside of the door that you're trying to get to? What? I don't even know. But yes, my child opened the door on the expressway. Thank God. The little boy was strapped in his seat, and thank God that seat was strapped down to the actual car. But he opened the door on the expressway. When I saw him and she told me this, I just looked at him. And I was just, I felt the gray hair coming out of my hair. I felt it growing in really, really fast at that moment. Because I was just like, I don't know whose child this is right now, but it's not mine. Because I'm not raising you to act like that. I don't I don't I don't let you just 
you know, play with the door. You know what I mean? Before I had kids, little kids like him, I would talk about their parents. I really would. So maybe this is payback. I would say stuff like, why why is he standing up on the table? His mom needs to correct that. Why is he screaming in the middle of the store? His mom is, you know, spanked that little boy, blah, blah, blah. Look, forgive me. I didn't know any better. I just, I did not know. I did not know. In that same day, while my kids were eating dinner, um, my son had an apple. And he was eating the apple and it was almost gone. And I think in his little head, he said, my nose is hungry too. So he decided to feed his nose a little piece of that apple. Small enough to get up there, big enough to get stuck, okay? And you're thinking, oh, you could have just pulled it out. You could have just got this. You could have just got that. Well, we didn't have tweezers in the house. So when I try to stick my finger up there, my of course, my fingers are too big. Didn't quite get it, so it pushed it a little bit up. Nope. Mm-mm. And, you know, I try to get him to blow it out. That wouldn't work. Of course not. I, you know, saw where they said you can just blow. Apparently, I wasn't blowing hard enough. So, little homie went to the ER that night. When we got there, I asked the receiving nurse. I said, hey, could you just... um pull it out for me. We don't even have to be seen by the doctor. She was like, no, it's a foreign body. You know, it can obstruct his airways. Let's, you know, let him be seen by the doctor just to make sure that everything is okay. Even though it's an apple, we want to make sure that everything's okay. I said, okay. So they called us back there pretty quickly because even though it is just an apple, it could have damaged something um, in his nose cavity or whatever you call it. I said, okay. So the doctor came in um, and he looked and he was like, you know, he kind of giggled. He was like, you know, little boys do this all the time. You know, sometimes they put beans, beads. This is not the first time, nor will it be the last. Lord, please let this be the last time that this little boy put anything in his nose with me. Um, But yeah, this won't be the last, as the doctor was saying. So while we were there, um, I guess the apple irritated his nose a little bit. So it started bleeding, not like a lot dripping, but you can just tell that. You know, there was blood in the nose around the apple. So finally, they pulled it out. Literally took a second with a pair of tweezers. Had I had one, I would have got it myself. But like I said, I didn't have any. But yeah, so in one day, my child opened the door on the expressway and he got an apple stuck up his nose. I wasn't prepared for any of that. And um, I should have went and bought myself some Hennessy. Okay, but I'm not a drinker. Wine would have not worked that night. I needed something hard and dark. Get your minds out the dark, uh, the gutter, okay? Thank you. I needed something very strong to help me because I just, in that moment, when I was driving back from the ER, I, I literally had a conversation with myself. I said, self, myself said, hmm, Um, I said, I'm not sure about this parenting thing. I don't know what we did wrong. Um, I don't think you are showing your son enough love. Um, Yeah, what's going on here? And myself was like, girl, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. I said, you're right. We'll we'll figure it out. So 
yeah, um, this little boy of mine, I love him. Oh my gosh, I love him. Especially when he comes and I love you, mommy. Give me kisses and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I'm not sure when he is um, running up to me and hitting me or hitting his sister with his toy trucks. You know, you just, you just don't know. You don't know, okay? And then there's my daughter, my five-year-old. Um, so I really am not like the spanking mom. Okay. Judge me if you want. It is what it is. Um, I've probably popped my daughter and my son together, like maybe a total of 20 times in their lifespan. My daughter's almost six. My son is two. He gets his hands plucked constantly because he's always, and when I say always, this is not an exaggeration. It's probably an understatement, always um, doing something, touching a plug, pulling on a lamp, just stuff. Why, son, why? But enough about little homie. Let's get into his sister. So like I was saying, I'm not the spanking type of mom, um, she does well with me giving her a particular look um, or me just kind of, you know, telling her she cannot do something that works. Um, but lately, it's been a lot of back and forth. Now, when I was growing up, back and forth really didn't even happen. You got the back, you know, and you might get lucky if you can get part of the eh the and out you know what I mean it would be like back eh, like that's it because what would have happened was it was a backhand that was coming to you real quick like you know what I mean pop 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 that's what I grew up with you know was it right eh, I don't know but yeah so with my daughter and it's not disrespectful because I know that I was disrespectful as a child at times she's not disrespectful I've always taught and I am still teaching her to ask questions, to be outspoken. But, you know, you just like, don't question your mama, though. You know what I mean? Question everybody else, but not me. Because you really just want to say, because I said so. But, like, if we really break down the because I said so, it's not really teaching them anything other than to follow commands and follow directions. I'm not really trying to teach my daughter how to be a follower, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I know in order for you to lead, you got to know how to follow. I get that. But I want her to be able to think for herself. I also want her to be able to have strong problem solving skills. So I do teach her if you don't understand something, if you don't feel comfortable with something, if you disagree with anything that mommy says, we can talk about it. And I think that's okay. Like, I, I do think it's okay. It just gets on my nerves because sometimes I really do just want to say, because I said so, little girl, sit down. But, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to be a better parent here, you know? Yeah, help me. Um, so, yeah. But also in the, not so, I don't even, let me go back. I don't want to call it back and forth because after I have explained something and she understands it, it kind of ends there. So it's not back and forth. But along with the converse, the conversational skills that she is learning, um, sometimes she can be overly emotional. And that there, I just, uh, I'm working on it with being patient with her. 
um, you know, giving her the love that she needs. But sometimes just like, are you really crying because I told you you could not have any more fruit snacks? You just had chips and a fruit snack and a juice and you just ate lunch. But you really crying because I told you no. So that's where I get confused because, you know, I don't want her to have this sense of entitlement. I don't want her to feel like no one can tell her no. That's not, no ma'am, no ma'am. Life is not going to come to you in your hands. You will have to work for whatever it is that you're wanting out of life. Um, But I do try to give my children what they want. Not all the time, but for the most part, because they're not bad kids. You know what I mean? They're not doing anything that... um, like they're they're not cursing out teachers for the child that can talk. They're not like even though my son is very rambunctious at home at school, he's very calm, plays to you know plays by himself. He's not the child throwing the t- you know throwing the toys at the other kids at school. I notice I have to say at school because at home he's a a different child. Okay, but for the most part, my kids are well behaved, and that's why I don't mind to give them what they ask for. And it's not like they're asking for $10 million. If my daughter wants, I don't know, another book, okay. Or if she wants slime or a Mickey Mouse shirt or a Minnie Mouse shirt, it's not, you know, like the little things that she's asking for, it's not something that's over the top. So I don't mind to give it to her. But at the same time, I am noticing that I do need to still tell her no more often so that she can Understand that everything you want, you cannot have just because you want it right then and there. No doesn't always mean no indefinitely. It means not yet. You can have another fruit snack tomorrow or you can have another fruit snack after dinner. But the whining part or the crying part about crazy stuff is the thing that I'm having to work around. This is the part of parenting that I wish was in a book so that I can go and read it, get the answer, and know what the heck I was doing because right now I do not. Recently, I bought my daughter a pair of nice pink shiny boots, and they are so cute. So she wore them to school for the first time, and when I got home, it was explained to me that she had somewhat of a meltdown at school because someone touched her shoes when I talked to her teacher about it she said well Dylan was taking a nap and someone touched her shoe to wake her up and so you know she's kind of like don't touch my shoes don't touch me I'm also teaching my kids about boundaries my son don't touch girls if they don't want to be touched also if you don't want to be touched son no one needs to touch you or hug you so if they around somebody and they say oh give me a hug and they say no that's it they don't need to hug you no no ma'am they don't want to hug you it is what it is same for my daughter I'm teaching her about boundaries no one needs to touch you if you don't want to be touched and you don't touch people if they don't want to be touched period point blank so when I spoke with her about it she was like well they touched me and I didn't want to be touched I get that but did you have to have a meltdown did you have to cry did you feel threatened What was the point? Like, you know, that's what I'm trying to get us to understand. Is there a point? I know as adults, we sometimes don't understand. Sometimes we just want to cry because we're sitting in traffic and we're about to be late for work. Listen, I get it. 
I'm trying to teach her how to manage her emotions. But it's not going so well. And I, I feel like a failure in that department. Um, but then I had a conversation with another mom. And she kind of reassured me that children cry about, if I could just be honest, the stupidest stuff sometimes. And that's okay. As the parent, we just have to give them the room to feel what they feel and express it however they need to express it. Like they have to have that room because as an adult, if we were to say if we're upset about something and we don't have the opportunity to truly express ourselves, to truly um, get that emotion out, like most of us do, we bottle it up and eventually... It is an explosion that is 10 times worse than it originally was meant to be. So I have learned to look at my kids as little humans and not just as kids. I look at them as little adults at times. No, not saying that I'm trying to force them to grow up to be something that they're not right now or to try to make them manage something that they cannot, but at least introducing to them the idea of managing their emotions, at least introducing the idea to them about setting boundaries, at least introducing to them the idea about how to be a better human being, you know, like I think we oftentimes give our children higher standards than we have for ourselves um, because we get upset with our kids about small things. Like a friend of mine told me that um, her nephew was reprimanded by his parents because, you know, he came home and was on green or red or whatever the bad color for that day was at his school. And they, you know, they spanked him. But it's like, we all have bad days. Like, and that's what I try to tell my daughter. Like, sometimes, like, she comes home every day. I'm off the chart. That just means that she's had an exceptional day and that's fine. Or sometimes she has had, like, a really great day or an outstanding day. But she's never really had a bad day. And I was like, you know, that's good that you have great behavior, but it's okay. And this isn't me trying to tell her to go and have a bad day. But I wanted to reassure her or I am reassuring her that if she comes home and she has like a bad color, that is not going to be the end of the world. And I think a lot of times we, like I said, we set these standards so high for our kids because of our imperfections or because of our shortcomings. Our children are not us. Our children cannot live out our dreams. Our children should not be forced to be who we want it to be or who we want them to be. I think parenting becomes somewhat easy when we realize who our child is and what they are and are not capable of, period. When we let go of all these standards, of all these, my child is going to be this and I want my child to do this. I want my child to play this sport. I want my child to be, um, you know, an all-star. Maybe your child doesn't want to play any sport. That's okay. Keep them active physically, you know, have them play outside. But if they don't want to play baseball, football, basketball, soccer, if they don't want to swim, if they don't want to skate, if they don't want to ride a bike, that's okay. If they just want to be the child to go to a park and swing, that's okay. We have to uh, relinquish 
this control that we have over these kids because at the end of the day, we're here to teach them how to self-manage themselves, but we're just here to guide them to their purpose or to their destiny. We're not necessarily here to give them their purpose or their destiny. Does that make sense? Like, my daughter has told me since she was about two that she wants to be a doctor. Okay, if you want to be a doctor, then whatever being a doctor entails, I will give you, like, the opportunity to be a part of that. So if that means when she's in middle school or high school, if they have some sort of internship for children who want to be in the medical field, I will make sure she's in that. Um, as far as the toys right now, imagination and make-believe, I try to buy her little doctor toys. Sometimes my daughter tells me she wants to be a ballerina. What is she in right now? She's in ballet. I just try to go along with whatever it is she wants to tell me she wants to do. Sometimes she says she wants to be an astronaut. Okay, so she has a couple of space books. Um, I'm learning to realize that our children are going to do whatever it is that makes them happy and we just have to be happy for them. That's it. We cannot push all these other things onto them. Like, you know, their dad is into real estate and he's teaching them about ownership and about being entrepreneurs. And I sometimes have to remind him, if our children grow up and, for example, if our daughter is a a doctor, whatever kind of doctor that she is. If she works in a hospital, that doesn't make her less than whatever because she's not an entrepreneur. She's still successful. Like we have to let our kids express themselves and we have to just, we have to live in their world sometimes. And a lot of times I think that's difficult because we want them to be these perfect little images of what our dreams were. And one thing we all need to know from ourselves, there's no such thing as perfection. Like edit, like it there is it doesn't exist. So if we can just get rid of that, I think it would just parenting would work a little bit easier. Something else that I'm learning is to just be in the moment. I see so many of um I see so many parents living to post. And what I mean by that is they're living to post their children's every move. I can attest to this because I was like that at one point. I wanted to post my, like when my daughter was first born, I posted like the day after she was born, after I came back, like from um, that death situation called birth, like whoo, child, child, child. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yes. When I came to my senses and I was realizing, oh, wow, I'm still here. Okay. I got another human somewhere around here. Oh, there she is. Like after I kind of came back in, I posted a picture of her. Um, I know I posted a picture of her like a couple of times. Like quite honestly, um, my daughter has grown up. Her life has like been pictured on Instagram, if I could just be quite honest. And it wasn't until like a few months ago like, this is just a most recent realization that I've had. Like, stop. Your children don't need to, like, their lives don't need to be lived out to say that they're living. You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to post every little thing for your children. You don't have to always have them, you know, 
taking these pictures just to post on Instagram for what? It it doesn't matter. But a lot of times people post these things for a simple like and that's it. Like it nothing else, nothing else. Unless you are doing an ad of some sort and I have quite a few friends who um, use Instagram. They're leveraging their Instagram to make money, which I highly suggest. If you're not using Instagram for that, don't use it. Like, child, listen, there is money to be made on Instagram and I have seen it. I have made it. I'm getting back into it. But what I'm saying is, um, like, if you're not posting your children, be, like for an ad of some sort, yeah, it's fine to post your kids. You know, you can keep up with your friends, your family. And that's cool. But just posting them all the time, making them do these poses or take these pictures. Look at my child. Look at their accomplishments and this, that, and the third. Like, and I'm talking to myself. Like, it's unnecessary. You know what I mean? And what I noticed that it does take away from the moment with the child. So I saw um, this thing. And I don't. I don't think it was a real, I don't think it was like for real. I think it was just like a TV show that was like um, meant to be a reality show, but it wasn't a real reality show. I don't know. You know, like those little, um, what's it called? Scripted reality shows. So that's what it was. So in a nutshell, the mom was like posting the child, but it would show like the child on Instagram, like smiling. Oh, look at my beautiful daughter. You know, she's my light. She's my world. But then it would show the mom like before the picture, like she would like she was like fussing at the child. Sit down, sit your a down, you know, like forgive me for cursing. Sit your ass down. Take this goddamn picture. Like she was really cursing this child out to take a picture for Instagram. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like some people are like really like they really do act like that. And then after she posted the picture, the child was like, you know, mommy, can I see the picture? And the mom basically like ignored the child. Well, like the child was like, you know, mommy, can we go to the park? We'll go. And they will only go to the park to post pictures. It was like to post um, the picture like, oh, you know, mommy and me time. But the child wasn't really being played with. Like the mom wasn't really going down the slides with the child or taking them for ice cream. Like it wasn't really for the child. It was just for the picture. And children noticed that. Like I have had Dylan tell me quite a few times, mommy, put your phone down. And so that made me really put my phone down. Even if I wasn't on Instagram, I may have been texting my sister or her dad or may have been checking my email. Regardless of what it was, my my child acknowledged that mommy did not, was not giving her full undivided attention to her in that moment. And it made her feel some type of way. And again, because I'm teaching her, express yourself. I don't care what you're feeling. Tell me so that I can correct it. Tell me so that I can make it better. Tell me so that mommy doesn't make that mistake again. So she said to me enough times, mommy, put your phone down. You know, even if I was on a phone call, I would say, hey, can I call you right back if it wasn't super important? Because my child needed me in that moment. And I have learned so much from my kids in the last few months, just spending time with them without a phone in my hand. Like we've danced, we've, you know, had dance parties and we've gone to parks and, you know, even when it was raining, like we've had the, I've had the most fun with my kids in a, like, even with them acting out sometimes with me, like we still have a great time together and I could tell that they appreciate 
mommy's undivided attention. And so if we can just get back to the basics, get back to the root of being a parent and not always primping and pramping, and this might not be the right phrase, but that's mine, um, to post a picture with our kids, I think that they would appreciate us more as well. Because kids don't care about that. Like they, of course, they want you to take a picture of them. Like I get it, taking a picture of them, you know, for memory's sake, you know, like, of course, like, I don't know, I have like 4,000 pictures of my kids. I kid you not. And that's probably an understatement. And that's fine. But it's not always needed to post every special moment with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just not. It's not. And they don't care. Our kids don't need, and this was another thing, our kids don't need all this other stuff that we're breaking our necks to buy them. They don't need it. Like, I remember trying to get, um, like, I remember just working super hard because I wanted to make sure that my kids had a really good Christmas, wanted to make sure that they had all these toys and this, that, and the third. And I was just like, you, for what? My daughter, this was, and let me not say kids, this was before um, I had my son. My daughter played with the boxes of those toys. The boxes. I'm looking at her like, uh, we about to throw those away so you can play with these toys that came out of those boxes. No, mommy, I want to build a house. Mommy, I want to build a fort. Mommy, can you get in here with me? Mommy, can you have tea party with me? Like when she did play with those toys, she wanted me to play with her. But what I'm saying is we break our necks to give our children stuff rather than giving our children us. Oh, that sounded good, girl. Good job, Megan. Good job. Don't give them stuff. Give up us. Okay. Um, but <laughs> don't mind me, you guys. I'm really animated. But if we would focus more on the aspect of parenting of time versus things like quality versus quantity, then I think that will also make the that will also help to build our relationships with our kids. Because a lot of time there's a disconnect between children and their moms um, because they only see their mom or even their dads. They, they see their parents as a source for stuff, but they don't see their parents as a safe haven, um, a place or not a place, but a person that they can go and talk to about life, not just their friends or school, but just about life, like whatever they think about, whatever their heads can conjure up, like just to ask questions and to have conversation. Um, sometimes we as parents don't know the answer and we don't feel comfortable saying we don't know. But parenting isn't this hard thing that we have to figure out. Like we already have it figured out. We just have to apply what we already know. And even in those hard moments, we still have the answer. We just have to put it forth. And if it doesn't work out, try the next best thing. I know that sounded kind of jumbled up, but I promise it's simpler than we are making it. We're overcomplicating things because we want to give our children the best lives. We want to give our children the best this and the best that. We want to protect them from everything. But if we just remove all of this other stuff 
and just give our children the love that we have to give to them. If we just give our children the time that we have to give to them, if we just give our children the space that they need to grow, to be themselves, I think that our children will be okay. I think that our children will appreciate just living in the moment with their parents. Simple as that. If nothing else, if we just do those little things, I think we'll be okay. And those kids will too. Yep. What do you guys think? Well, that was my little random, very random tangent of a podcast today. Just about life as a parent. And about us meeting the needs of our children. About us learning to love our kids as they are. And not setting these super high standards for them about giving our children us and not giving them stuff. Remember that, y'all. Remember that. And about just giving them the time. That's all they want is our time and our attention. Our kids will be okay. And we will be better humans for it. Like, we'll be better parents for it. We'll be better individuals for it because we won't feel so stressed. And we won't feel so overwhelmed with what we cannot do. Let's just focus on what you can do. That's it. And I think that's especially important with this holiday season coming up because it's a lot of parents who feel super, super, super under pressure because they might have multiple kids and cannot buy all of these things. I came across the perfect idea for gifts for kids. And this is my last point. Rather than buying your kids 10 toys, 15 pairs of shoes, you know, and giving them all this extra stuff, buy them four things. That's it. Nothing else. Just buy them four things. All you need to buy your kids this Christmas season is this. Something they want, something they need, something they wear, and something they read. That's it. I'll say that again. All you need to do is buy your kids four things this Christmas season because overspending, like let's focus on saving money and investing that money. Like the, think about it. We're about to spend three and $400 on tennis shoes and toys and all this kind of stuff. You know, you can go and put that same money into an investment account for them rather than buying them four and five pairs of Nikes. Invest that money into Nike stock for them. Rather than spending four dollars and $500 on toys from Disney, invest that money into Disney stock for them. Like, let's be wiser. You know, let's, let's just be wiser. So again, and you don't have to do this. I just think it's, let's just, let's just be smarter, okay? Because the kids grow out of the clothes. They grow out of the shoes. They play with these toys for, what, a week? And then they want something else or forget about something else? No. So again, only buy your kids four things. And it's okay. Something they want, something they need, something they wear, and something they read. Save your time and your money and stop stressing. Those kids will be all right. And you'll thank yourself later. Take them on a trip with the extra money. Let's give our kids the world, not just stuff, okay? All right, you guys. That's enough of me and my running mouth for today. 
I promise I will not stay away so long next time. I will be more consistent with posting and recording. I'm getting back to me. I probably said this last time and then life happened. Life is always going to happen. I'm managing myself a little bit more. Anywho, I am signing off. This has been Detangle the Fro with your girl, Megan Rivers. And again, I am just a woman owning my truths and bearing my soul. Bye.